Welcome in, listener, to the newest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. How's it going? My name's Robert Kerr, here with you once again with a fantastic program due to having uh, fantastic guests. Uh, Recording late on Tuesday following... Memorial Day weekend here in 2022, a real slice of summer here for the unofficial start of the hottest season of the year. The weekend of was filled with soccer and was kind of extended with makeup games from all the rotten weather of youth games being played both Thursday and today on Tuesday. So it felt like, you know, like a four or five day weekend, which is nice. And a whole lot of soccer happened uh, on the show. We've got LaRue's report with um, a star of Detroit City FC's uh, USLW team, um, Miss Ellie Poole. And then we're going to hear about what's going on on the west side of the state uh, and uh, Midwest United's uh, new uh, facilities with uh newest contributor to Michigan Soccer Central, Mr. Steve Corcoran. So that's an exciting conversation as well. Uh, thank you to all the listeners and all the contributors that have got us this far here on the program. And the uh, social media channels are hitting new levels of uh, followers. So uh, very exciting times here at Michigan Soccer Central. So enjoy a two-part episode. And hang out to the end. I might point out some... Uh, some good soccer to look out for ahead, but we're going to listen and speak with and meet uh, Ellie Poole of Detroit City FC on La Rouge Report, followed by Steve Corcoran from Michigan Soccer Central. Welcome back, listeners, to Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined by my next guest, uh, my first USLW guest of the season, Fresh off her brace in Flint, uh, please welcome to the program, uh, Miss Ellie Poole. Thank you for joining us. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for making time this morning. We're speaking Tuesday, uh, May 31st. Uh, like I said, you got a brace up in Flint. Walk us through that, the first win of the season for your team. Oh, yeah. We definitely needed those three points. Um, I thought our first couple games were... It was a good start, but I thought we deserved definitely more of those three points. Um, but the playing against Flint, I thought we really all came together. We um, passed well. We left everything on the field because we knew like we just deserved it finally. So it was just really nice to walk away and have our supporters there with us to share that moment. So yeah, tell me that story. Uh, you said there were supporters up there, first one of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. h- how many folks were up there rooting you on? Oh gosh, boatloads. I It was actually kind of funny. It almost felt as if we were the home team. I almost felt like we had an advantage because of how many fans we had. Um, the, even in the first moment when we walked out just to announce our names, all you could hear was our fans chanting. I didn't hear one thing about Flint. And I almost felt bad for them. I'm like, this is your home field and you're not even being represented. So it was a cool moment that you could just see our fan base like really cares that much and followed us. 
there and it almost like I almost felt bad. So <laughs> Well, I watched it on the stream and I did hear some banging of the drums. So that was that was Detroit supporters then. Mm-hmm. I think they had one drummer there. Um they were like on opposite sides, but yeah, it was definitely our drums for sure that you guys could hear. <laughs> That's uh, wild. And yeah, that, that means a whole lot uh, to have people willing to take uh, time out of their, their day, let alone the holiday weekend, to make yeah. that journey uh, up to Flint. Um, you had two goals on the day, making you the leading score on the side now. Um, kind of walk us through those goals, can you? Yeah, so the first one, um, it came... It was actually kind of funny. It was it started from uh, some BG girls that I play with. Um, Kenna White crossed the ball in and Bryn brought it down to me um, and I turned and it actually went through um, Maddie uh, Maddie's legs. And I think she tried to do her own little dummy, but I think I was just like, nope, that's mine. And I shot it. And um, just to get that first goal, I think that's what really set us off. They did have a little um, comeback and they didn't get their goal right after us. Um, and I think that's definitely something um, we want to prevent in the future because we do drop off right after, I feel like. But to get the next two goals, one by Kenna and then the final third one by me, I felt like that really just set the tone. And that's what we should have been doing, obviously, in the other games. But I'm glad it happened now because it's not too late. Um, I mean, it's always nice to do it early, but it's not too late to really turn things around. So, Yeah, so after five games, uh, Detroit City FC sits at one win, two ties, and two defeats in uh, the mm -hmm. first uh, year of the USLW here. Um, obviously, the, the com competition is, is really good. Tell us about kind of the journey and like who the maybe the – the toughest opponents so far have been? Um, I have to give credit to that Louisville team. We played them twice in one week. Um, they are such good players. Like it almost like makes you want to feed off their energy too. Um, their team overall was just very skilled. I mean, they have the professional team and then this team and then all the academy. Um and, like, that's what we're stretching for, right? That's the end goal to get the girls' side to have the pro team, too, and the guys' side to get to the level that we want. Um, and I just thought that was a really good team to play against because it only made us better. And, and I'm glad we played them in the beginning of the year because we we tied them the first time on that Thursday and then went down there to Louisville. And we did end up losing 2-1, but um, we fought so hard. And that weather was awful but it was a really good game and I thought that really helped us um kind of set a standard almost throughout the team like if we can work that hard against probably the top team in our division then the rest of the games we need to have that set standard at all times at practices everything so I thought that was a good way to start off the season um I know we didn't want the that loss or even the tie but Honestly, I thought it was the best route for us. So, faced a stiff competition very early. Yeah. And another team who um, was in the division with Detroit last summer, but in the UWS, but 
alongside you guys. You played them at the end of last week. I think Thursday you went out to mm-hmm. Grand Rapids to play yes. Midwest United. Um, tell me about how they play. Um, they have very good players. Um, I thought they connected the ball very well. They didn't go very direct. They wanted to really like work it up there um, and use their midfield. And I thought that was a good route for them. I thought for us, um, that was probably one of our first uh, or worst first halves that we've played. Um, And I think everyone knew that. So like second half, we definitely turned things around. I thought we were the dominant team in the second half, but unfortunately it was just a little too late um, at that point. But um, I mean, we fought hard and they're an overall good team too. They have very young players, I'd say too, like all the college level. Um, but I mean, they're, they're all very skilled. So it was a good competition. It was, they definitely caught us on our toes. Like we had that bad half and they took advantage of it. I mean, what can you do? So you moved on from some playing some very hard contests, um, some, some great ball. And Mm -hmm. then you moved into the weekend, getting that first victory up in Flint. And so now this week, uh, Wednesday night, uh, was that uh, June 1st already, yeah. you'll uh, be traveling again out to Ann Arbor. Um, mm-hmm. So how, how do we take or how does your side take the win over the weekend and in, into that next match out in Ann Arbor? Um, I think we just need to feed off that energy going into Ann Arbor. We can't um, come in off this win thinking like we're the best now, but we need to have that confidence coming in there. We know how to get it done. We know we can score goals. We know we can defend. We know we can stop the goals. Um, so I think we really, uh, we have a practice today and I think, um, the main focus should really be, um, just getting those little, um, like kinks that we had and, um, just kind of like seeing it out, getting set pieces, like down more, just coming more, um, as a unit instead of like having the miscommunication throughout the game where we have to bring it back together. I think we, if we're just more fluent, that'll help us the rest of the season. And I think every game and every practice, we're getting that much closer to becoming that um, cohesive, um, like throughout all three um, positions and stuff like that on the field. So that's really nice to see the growth overall. Um, so how would you describe how your team's, um, aiming to play system wise? Um, I think, like I said, uh, in the, as a full unit, um, I think we definitely change position wise a lot. Um, we go like from a three, five, two, and sometimes a four, three, three. Um, and I think it's really up to who is on the field. Um, I think we do a good job of knowing what player needs what because everyone is a little different like um some people like it at their feet some people like the long ball um to chase and get in and cross um so I think it really depends of who's on the field but um I think it's comes down to the pretty soccer too like we want to connect we want to be the dominant team out there And so going into every game, it will be different position wise and formation wise, just because of the other team. But um, I think that's pretty much what we look for each time is um, 
to play our game and be the dominant when we step on that field. Looking more at your soccer history, um, you're from Toledo, Ohio, mm-hmm. and you, you played there for a couple of years and you just spent your junior college season at Bowling Green. Which going many, into uh, my junior year. You just finished? In, ju- yeah. No, just finished my sophomore year. I'm going into my junior year next. Oh, okay. Understood. And um, from Bowling Green, and there's a few of your teammates from mm-hmm. Bowling Green. So so how did that all pan out that uh, a number of Bowling Green players came up to Detroit this year? Um, Honestly, it worked out well. that um, So we have a lot of like local girls um, around the Toledo area. Um, and honestly, it was... It came down to like a couple different, but um, DCFC, because we knew Kenna was there also, um, we were like, she was telling us all about it. She was hyping them up and we were like, okay, maybe we should give them a shot. And we all carpool with each other. So it actually works out very nicely. Um, But our coach, uh, Jimmy Walker, definitely encourages playing on a summer team. And um, I had never experienced that yet. Um, This is my first uh, summer with any team. Um, and I think we all can agree that this was definitely the right choice and, um, definitely a perfect summer to do it. So I don't regret it at all. (laughs) So there's definitely, uh, hometown fans. And like I said, you were from Ohio. Have you, have you heard anything about being from Ohio uh, since being on Detroit? Um, not directly about being Ohio, I guess. (laughs) Um, they at practice they joke about us being in Ohio a little bit, but not too much has said. <laughs> and uh, coming, you said it's your first uh, round of uh, summer league soccer, mm-hmm. and you had experience at two different colleges. How does what is the environment at games in the college uh, league? Um, definitely a lot different. Um, I. Like, I think we would be so happy if we had a fan base like DCFC gets. Like, that is awesome. I think college games are a little different. Um, And we do have our supporters from, like, the other teams at the school and, like, our parents, of course, and friends. Um, But I think at DCFC, it's a lot different because of it being people who aren't even connected to the team. It's more of the neighborhood and just the city and the overall, um, like I know they love the team, but some people have absolutely no connection with it. And I think that's what is the most special thing about them is they literally go out of their way to come and see us when they don't know us in a way. Like college is more of like, oh, my mom comes and my family comes and my friends because they know me. It's not like randoms coming and supporting us. So I think if we had the fan base like Fiji did and I already told our coaches, we need them. We need orange flares for when we score, just like DCFC does. I'm like, we need to get us a little more going, but yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. My college soccer viewing experience is limited, but I've never seen smoke bombs. At a college game. <laughs> I know that would make us stand out, huh? <laughs> that would be pretty fun. So uh, have you always been exclusively a soccer player? Did you grow up playing multiple sports? Like kind of what's your soccer origin story? Um, Honestly, it really started with soccer. Um, Of course, I played other sports, but I always went back to soccer. Like I did uh, um, like 
softball when I was little, like super little. So we, you still had the like the tees and stuff like that to hit off of. Um, in middle school, I played a little basketball. Um, couldn't tell you the rules. Couldn't tell you anything. I'm not so good at it. But um, always had soccer. Always came first. So that's just what I stuck with throughout the years. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> So, uh, what, what age do you think that you really like started to take it like seriously, so to speak? Um, honestly, I would say as much as this sounds crazy, I'd say middle school. Um, they have ID camps for colleges. Um, and almost every college does, um, D3, 2, NAI schools, like all of that. Um, and I started going to these ID camps in middle school. Um, my dad would take me. And um, although I was like too young and all the coaches were like, oh, we can't really talk to you. I was like, that's okay. I'm just happy to be here. Like just know I just wanted to get my name out there so they could watch me um, grow up and also my growth within soccer. So I think that really helped me also. Very cool. Do you have a um, favorite goal or a moment uh, up until now you can pick out? Um, I would say it was probably my, I think it was my junior year of high school. Our club team had gone to um, nationals in Texas and we didn't do so well in nationals, but um, I was I scored a header goal and it was the only goal um, that our team scored in nationals. So I think that goal will always stick with me, even though, yes, we didn't win off of it. Um, I can always say like, yep, I scored in nationals. I was there. So. <laughs> so that's your stand. <clears throat> that's your standout that you've already accomplished. So what's a, a dream goal of yours? Like, uh, you know, when you're laying down, what's that? What's that thing that comes to mind of the the ultimate fantasy goal? Um, I would say the goal to like probably make a championship, um, or just that, like, even if it's a goal to get us to the next round and stuff like that, like, um, I would love to be like that difference maker out there. Um, that would just be the goal. Of course. Um, I want to be the one to help the team and help us get on to the next round or win it all. Like, that would just be awesome. <laughs> certainly would. Certainly would. Well, Ellie Poole, uh, the leading score of Detroit City <laughs> FC women's side. Uh, thank you so much for joining uh, the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Very excited to speak with our new guest, the newest member, newest contributor to Michigan Soccer Central, keeping his eye and going to games on the west side of Michigan. Steve Corcoran, welcome to the program. That's right. Thanks so much for having me, Robert. Uh, it's a pleasure. I uh, love getting to know the team so far. Uh, yeah, just joined, so fresh off the block. Looking forward to this. So, Steve, you uh, interned uh, for AFC Ann Arbor 
and then return home to where you grew up on the west side. Um, what, what sort of things have you been covering? You went to a, a game this weekend, uh, a place I'm curious about. Um, where did you go over this long Memorial Day weekend soccer-wise? Yeah, uh, so this Memorial Day weekend, uh, I visited the Midwest United FC uh, Academy Complex, uh, which has been undergoing some upgrades uh, to make it a play ready for uh, their um, semi-pro men's and women's teams. Uh, uh, like I said, they've been working on their, yeah, on their pitches, on their complex as a whole, and went to check out one of the women's games. The women hosted a, a Detroit City FC uh, on Thursday, actually. Uh, came out 3-1, so a good result for the West Side. Uh, but yeah, what other kinds of things are you interested in? Well, you are, uh, like I said, our newest contributor to Michigan Soccer Central. Uh, there's a lot of teams on the west side, and you're out there now, and you wanted to get involved. So you went to the game at the new Midwest United facility. Just what do, what kind of place is that? What does that look like? I've never been out there. Yeah, it was my first time, too, actually. Um, it's set out in uh, in Kentwood, Michigan, which is uh, uh, if you know, our listeners, our viewers now are more familiar with the East Side. It's uh, just a, a suburb uh, southeast of Grand Rapids. Uh, Midwest United hosts their academy out there. They've got a pretty substantial academy presence in West Michigan. And uh, uh, yeah, with the addition of the uh, men's women's teams, uh, it seems that some facility upgrades were needed. So they're adding fields. Um, the uh, uh, signage and bleachers and concessions seem to be improving. Uh, I did connect uh, with um, some of their staff on site, and uh, uh, I'm told that development's going to continue through the fall. So it's definitely a work in progress, uh, but it was enough for them to return to the uh, academy complex to actually, you know, feel like a, a they're back truly at home. They were playing at Aquinas College here in Grand Rapids before that. Interesting. And so kind of how did their, their style of play look? Uh, Detroit City FC won on Sunday up in Flint, but fell 3-1 at the game you were at out at Midwest United. So what does uh, Midwest United look like on the field of play? Because they dominated the UWS last year, and they've started off well again in USLW. Um, how do they play? Yeah, they're um, very, uh, very stylistic, I'd say. Um, they play like an academy team for sure. It's very structured, and uh, they move the ball very well. Uh, I noticed that the Midwest players seem to not make that many flaws or that many mistakes, rather. Um, and uh, they were unfortunate to... Uh, be on the wrong end of a deflection that ended up in the back of their net early in the game. Uh, but after that point, they really turned it around and uh, put three on Detroit City. So the, the one that they uh, did concede was a little bit fluky, you're saying? A little bit, um, but it was due to some you know, very solid uh, Detroit pressure. So uh, it won't take any credit away from that goal. You know, they put themselves in that position for it. And, uh, yeah, they got the got the go-ahead goal there. So where exactly are you stationed out there on the west side? 
I'm actually north of Grand Rapids. I'm in the um, Creston neighborhood, so a bit of a drive down to Kentwood, uh, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, it's a, uh, it was actually much closer to get to Aquinas College, so uh, only a half disappointment that um, the facility upgrades were done in time uh, for this season, I guess. Uh, it means a little bit of a longer drive, but it was cool to see them open up a bit more of their complex. Um, there were a lot of families there. Um, they seemed to draw a pretty good crowd even for a weekday. Soccer in Michigan is ever-changing, especially in the, the summer club uh, space. Um, and now on the on the west side, there's been a whole lot of turnover. Some, uh, some classic teams have faded away, and a lot of new ones have popped up in different locations. Are there any other uh, teams or locations that you're, you want to check out this summer? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to make my way out to... Uh, Holland or Grand Haven. We've got Tulip City um, out in Holland uh, uh, or, uh, um, you know, Grand Haven Admirals uh, out in Grand Haven. Um, I love me a good beach, so I uh, would absolutely love to, you know, go see game out there. Um, pretty cool what we're seeing from the Midwest Premier League and all these smaller clubs uh, getting together. Uh, and putting on good performances. I have yet to physically attend uh, one of those matches this season, but it is very exciting, and that seems to be where the majority of the West Michigan game is at right now. The Midwest Premier League, you mean? Sure. Yes, uh, there's a lot of exciting teams. I definitely want – I haven't yet been to uh, a Lansing game either myself, so I definitely do a, a trip to uh, – the Midwest Premier League matches, whether it be Lansing or Tulip or otherwise, it's, like you said, love a good beach, and, and Grand Haven's pretty decent for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll also mention the uh, IH Grand Rapids, uh, the uh, Bosnian team uh, station here. Uh, they're cool to watch. I've actually um, only seen them up on the street side of things. Um, Sometimes I'll link up with uh, the Soccer Rebellion uh, out here in Grand Rapids, and uh, they're a uh, big-time competitor in, in um, TSR programming. So it's been cool to see them there. And, I've, yeah, definitely got to make it out to the full-size pitch for them. Very cool, very cool. Um, we've had a guest uh, on the show before, Kyle Clayton. He was in Grand Rapids, and he says that uh, – or his uh, kind of motto – or thought about all the new teams is uh, it's kind of the race to downtown Grand Rapids to be like the one that, you know, kind of uh, uh, takes the mantle for the West side team. What, do you have any thoughts on that? Sure. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Um, I don't know if it's so clear. Uh, something I notice is that uh, Midwest uh, being that they've, really planted their foot just outside of Grand Rapids uh, means that they may not be looking for that exact mantle, uh, even though they are probably the most direct successor to uh, GRFC. Uh, so I think time will tell. Um, I don't know if we'll see in the very near future anything um, like we saw at Hausman Field 
with GRFC, but um, it's an interesting thought for sure. Yeah, you, you, uh, we haven't mentioned them yet, but there's also the West Mission Bearings, and like you said, there's Tulip City, West uh, Mission Midwest United, uh, BIH, Grand Haven, and then you go a little bit farther north, you have Muskegon. Um, definitely a lot to choose from in summer soccer, and they even have some some indoor too. Um, looking ahead here, more uh, specifically, looking ahead at this weekend, we're recording here uh, late on May 31st. Um, is there a game here in this first weekend of June that kind of takes your eye? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Friday, June third, um, definitely want to uh, catch the uh, the stream on Eleven Sports uh, between Midwest United and Indy Eleven. Uh, Midwest United women's being the uh, you know, only USLW game I've been to yet. Uh, you know, I've, I guess I've got a bit more of a stake in them and uh, they've been performing pretty well uh, as far as I can tell from afar uh, and in D11 is a challenging side definitely a, a tough cool competitor to watch them go against so I'll definitely be tuning into that stream the Friday night uh, watching that away game and do you have uh, another game on your schedule that you're going to go cover in person yeah uh Let's see. So mainly I'm looking at Midwest United and Kalamazoo FC games. Uh, looking more in that USL to USLW sphere. Uh, I definitely want to continue um, looking at the Midwest Premier League schedule. Maybe some of these other small leagues uh, within the week. Um, maybe uh, looking as far as Next Thursday, I think it is, Kalamazoo FC will be at home at, um, at Riverfront Park uh, at uh, with Kingshammer, I believe it is. Um, so, have yet to make it out to a Kalamazoo game. It's got to be next on my list. Uh, if I'm, uh, yeah, going to be covering the West Side well, right? Yeah, the Kalamazoo venue uh, is unique in that uh, it has grass and there's a beer tent. I don't know, I don't know if you're 21, but... Uh... That's a plus that's not on the summer circuit uh, too often. Um, yes, it is a plus. And for the record, I am 21, so okay. we'll be enjoying. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, it, it is nice to see uh, soccer played on uh, a grass field as well. I'm going to see Kalamazoo visit uh, this Friday. Uh, they make the trip over to uh, Royal Oak to play Oakland County FC on Friday. And you did note, mention that... Uh, you have previous uh, affiliation with AFC Ann Arbor, and I think I've seen about enough of them this year. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, tough for me to see all those scarves behind you, but um, my space here is exceptionally boring, so I can't really complain. <laughs> well, do you have any more to add before uh, we go our own way, Steve? Um, uh, I guess I would just, you know, Love to thank everyone from Michigan Soccer Central for taking me on. Uh, uh, it's going to be cool, uh, at least for me, to be able to give a West Side perspective to the game. Uh, as uh, as I understand it, Michigan Soccer Central has been largely East Side centric uh, as of now, um, and I'm kind of easing my way into the team and. Um, 
looking forward to uh, engaging more on social media. Uh, I understand there's some uh, bigger developments behind the works that uh, hopefully I'll be able to dip my toes into as well. I uh, don't know how public we are with things yet, so <laughs> I'll bite my tongue for now. Yes, it is an exciting time. And uh, yeah, it has been East Side centric, but uh, Dan Garnell, the mastermind of Michigan Soccer Central, truly has, does want to cover the state in its entirety. But, uh, you know, when you're based on one side, you know, it's not always easy to, to get the, uh, the network out there. But plenty of people uh, do uh, have contributed in the past, and it's awesome to get the, the West Side covered, and it's, it's, it's such an active time. So, Thank you for uh, coming on for the first of hopefully many times to uh, give us your thoughts on the West side of soccer. Uh, Thank you, Steve Corcoran, the newest uh, contributor to Michigan soccer central. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Robert. Thank you listener for tuning in and pressing play and listening through the whole episode here of Michigan soccer central podcast. Uh, Thank you to my guest, Miss Ellie Poole from Detroit city FC's. Uh, USLW side, as well as Steve Corcoran giving us the lowdown on Midwest United and some of the things he's keeping his eye on on the ever-changing and ever-busy state of uh, soccer on the west side of Michigan. Um, Thank you to my guests, as always, uh, for making this show go. And thank you to the um, Michigan Soccer Central core team as well uh, with their support and their help with uh, producing, uh, making the show go, as well as kudos, major kudos to editor Jenny Hajnaki for putting each show together. So, some stuff to look forward to this weekend. Myself and fellow Michigan Soccer Central contributor and the voice of many uh, streams and uh, Open Cup-related stuff, uh, Josh Hakla and myself, are going to be doing a play-by-play commentary on the uh, boys' state cup finals. So uh, we are going to cover uh, 16 games between the two of us. Uh, we'll both be doing commentary for uh, f- four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. So eight games in two days. Plus, I'll be doing commentary alongside Mitch Gatsky for Oakland County FC's game on Friday night hosting Kalamazoo, so uh, nine games in three days, so another big-time soccer weekend ahead. So, until we speak next time, as always, enjoy your soccer.